Sunday afternoon in Washington, D.C., the U.S. Secret Service responded first to a report that a man had set himself afire outside the Israeli embassy. The fire was put out, but not before the man suffered life-threatening injuries. Identified later as an active-duty airman for the Air Force, he chanted Free Palestine before he collapsed in flames. What a sad loss of life. But human sacrifice is nothing new, although hard to understand. The ancient Canaanites were known to throw child sacrifices into burning fires. It happened in an ancient temple cave near where Jesus prophesied the gates of hell or Hades would not prevail against the greater kingdom of Almighty God. But what does the losing of one's own life accomplish? Not much, unless you're Jesus, the God-man. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. There's blood spilled in abundance in the world right now, but only the blood of Christ can wash away our sins. Welcome to Haven Today. It's Tuesday, and I'm Charles Morris with David Wolin, our president, and we're sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series that we started yesterday called Songs to Remember. Well, it's good to be here with you, Charles, and also with our Haven listeners. And, you know, I'm going to just interject here. There's kind of a double meaning on the series title, Songs to Remember, this week, because we're featuring an artist that has come to mean a lot to us here at Haven. He's got great music, so really these are songs to remember, but it's also more than that. These are songs that uh, help us remember the very words of Scripture. And so it's along those lines today that we're going to be taking one of the passages of Scripture on this album, Isaiah 41, and talk about it a little bit. And later we'll meet up with the songwriter and the musician behind the corner room as he shares about Isaiah 41 and how God used that passage in his life. But first, a little clip from Adam Wright from the corner room. I asked him to share why his musical focus is on Scripture memory. It's very simple. Uh, The mission statement of the corner room is to set Scripture to music, uh, so that God's people would know and treasure his word more deeply. Colossians 3.16 comes to mind. It resonates that the, uh, we are letting the word of Christ dwell in us richly. A component of that is singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. So Remember and Proclaim is a kid's record, but it's, it's intended for any and everyone that listens to it, as are all the rest of the projects. The word of God is for everybody. And so I hope that any and everybody can kind of uh, resonate with and, and uh, be encouraged by the music that we make. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. He needs music at his church in Birmingham, Alabama. Adam Wright from the Corner Room. And a sample of his music based on James 1, 2 through 5. He'll join us again in a moment. We'll hear more of his music. But then after the program, I'd like you to get a copy of his CD called Remember and Proclaim. All the songs on this album are word-for-word scripture. I think you'll be surprised at how quickly you and the children in your life will find scripture sticking more in your mind with these catchy and creative songs. And then after the program, would you visit our website at haventoday.org? And there you can listen to samples from this album, Remember and Proclaim. And then make your gift for this CD at haventoday.org. Again, haventoday.org, or you can Call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 865-HAVEN. And now let's open this program with Romans 8, 38, and 39. For I am sure. 
That neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, no creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. In Christ Jesus, Jesus our Lord. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come. Nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, Jesus our Lord, Jesus our Lord. Convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The words from Romans eight thirty eight and 39 sung for us in a way to remember from the corner room and the album called Remember and Proclaim here on Haven Today. David Wolin will be back with us in a few moments, and then we'll hear another song from the corner room that comes from Isaiah 41, which is where we're going in our few minutes together today. But first, let me share a bit of my life story. When I finished high school, I spent a year at a Southern Baptist University near my home in Oklahoma before going into secular journalism and finishing a BA elsewhere. That fall semester... I'll never forget I took an Old Testament survey course. In the textbook, the scholars questioned the historicity of the Old Testament. Moses could not have written the Pentateuch. They didn't even have a written language yet. And on it went. Supposed biblical scholars questioning the textual evidence that leads to biblical authority for our lives, much less grace in Jesus Christ. Seeds of doubt planted, all in the name of good Christian scholarship. 
Well, fast forward 15 years when I went to another well-known seminary in Philadelphia after my journalism days, and only then did I learn that some of that teaching I received was already a good 25 years out of date based on archaeological evidence. Moses certainly no doubt learned to read and write, receiving an education in Pharaoh's royal court in ancient Egypt. The proof was there. It made me angry that a Christian university would allow such teaching that had already been disproven. Another area of scripture that was considered questionable was the prophet Isaiah. And while you shouldn't base your faith on archaeological finds, it is consoling that every archaeological discovery of the last several hundred years in the ancient Near East has confirmed the veracity of scripture. Can you tell? I can get a bit heated about this. So, After coming to Haven Ministries, there was that day in the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. I walked down through a tunnel into a large circular building underground, and there at the end of the tunnel, in the center of a massive circular room, was an ancient scroll, unrolled, wrapped around a giant lighted cylinder, 24 feet long, 54 columns of Hebrew text. It was 1QISA the oldest complete copy of Isaiah, 1,000 years older than any previous completed copy of the prophet's writing. And guess what? The words hadn't changed. Found in the first Qumran cave in 1946, it's been carbon dated as having been copied by a scribe 356 to 103 years before the birth of Christ. One more time, archaeology confirming our faith that scripture is true. It gave me a deeper appreciation for what's been described as the fifth gospel by early church historians, a foretelling of the coming of Messiah. That day, in Jerusalem, my faith was confirmed. His word is true. We need to hide it in our hearts. We need to allow the light of Scripture to shine in us so that through us we can shine its truths on others. A place like Isaiah 41 becomes more significant when the inspired Isaiah wrote verses like verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Adam Wright of the Corner Room sings Isaiah 41. And because of what I just shared, his composition is music to my ears. Praise God. David Wolin, we have so much to be grateful for in receiving God's Word and taking it to heart. Well, indeed we do, Charles. Uh, And God's Word really does help us not only take it to heart, but it helps us take heart. I was talking about this very scripture with Adam during our conversation, and I asked him to share a story about this verse encouraging him. I turned 40 this year. Uh, As you get older, I think you're just more aware of how broken you are. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, how broken things are around you. And I think sometimes that can cause some some major anxiety. Uh, I had an opportunity to go share uh, at a church. Uh, for, it was Corner Room. They wanted me to come and share about the ministry and do kind of a concert. And um, it was kind of one of those moments. I was like, who who am I to do this? I mean, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do this. I've never been to seminary. I had no training and teaching and that kind of thing. It was just this really crippling, overwhelming, mm. like I just kind of felt numb inside. It was, mm. it was odd. I've never experienced anything like that before. But again, I, I kind of came back to, in these scripture songs, 
gosh, while I'm writing them, while I'm recording them, I mean, I've wept in this very room um, mm. setting some of these passages to music because inside me, deep inside, in, in, in the brokenness in my own heart, I see, gosh, this is so, this is a hope. And I can yeah. cling to this in moments that are really, really hard. Um, and so this, this, this song, Isaiah 4110, which my uh, youngest daughter sang uh, on the album, mm. just constantly reminds me of uh, God's presence with me, walking yeah. into really difficult things. He's not going to leave me or forsake me. Uh, I am weak. Yeah. And that's often, that is the best place I can be. When I'm weak, then, then I'm strong. Uh, as we got uh, closer to the event, I felt, I feel like that was kind of a prayer of mine, uh, just remembering that promise, clinging to it. Mm. So that by the time we got there and I pulled up and we walked in the building, there just wasn't, there was an anxiety. There was just a peace about the whole thing. And um, I think I think a lot of it was, again, just coming back and remembering God's with me in this. Yes. I'm, I'm old. I'm like 40 years old. But God is with me in this. <laughs> he's, he's with me in my my weakness, my frailty, uh, my brokenness, my all, all insecurity, all of the things. He is, he's with me. And it just kind of created so much peace. Um, and went in and had a great time uh, serving those people, ministering to them, and, and getting feedback afterwards. People just were very, uh, they were just very encouraging about the way these scripture songs had spoken to them and encouraged them. Uh, and so this song kind of reminds me that, uh, you know, God walks with me into, into the hard things that uh, I encounter in life. That's word for word from Isaiah 41 and sung by one of Adam Wright's own daughters from the Corner Room, Remember and Proclaim album. This is Haven Today, and I'm David Wolin here with Charles Morris. And let me tell you, just speaking as a father myself and hearing that little voice just singing away at that song just now, it reminds me so much of my own kids just a few years ago at that same age. And what more could any parent ask then for your children to remember such precious truths at such a young age. And growing up in today's world, they're going to need the truth of God's Word in their hearts. As parents, I know, speaking for myself, I feel an impulse to protect my children and to shield them. And there's certainly a place for that. 
but apparent is not listed as part of the spiritual armor of Ephesians 6. It's the shield of faith that's going to protect them from the enemy's fiery darts, those flaming arrows. And it's a battle fought with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I can remember a time myself when I was growing up and still in school. Back then, the most important primary concern Christians had was about what was being taught in the science classroom around evolution most of the time, and the supposed objectivity of science to disprove the Bible and disprove God and so on. And that was really a contest between competing truth claims, which facts were really facts, which facts were true. And God calls us, as Christians, to contend for the faith, as it says in Jude, to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. And so we have to understand where the war of ideas is being fought. And that's why I think it's so important, especially today, to realize there's been a shift in the enemy's tactics. The contest for the minds and hearts of people, especially in the realm of academics and worldview and culture, it's less a battle today between competing truth claims as much as a battle on truth itself, whether there's anything really absolute or concrete, whether there's an authority outside the individual that applies to all humanity as the reference point for what is right and true and good. Today, there's a denial about whether that kind of truth exists at all. And there's so much coming out of that. Things we could talk about, and I'm sure we will in the coming weeks and months here on Haven, issues like sexual identity and the gender issues of today, politics, how people are shaped by social media, how we find our identity and value and purpose. But if there's no such thing as absolute truth, then ultimately everything is meaningless. And in our day and age, in the Western world, this is one of the greatest battlefronts. But I'm not discouraged about this because I'm a Christian. I'm not dismayed because the Word of God is alive and active. We don't have to resharpen God's Word. We don't have to reorganize it or update it to parse the confusion of the world around us. We don't have to make the Bible relevant. It already is. No matter where or how the war of ideas is being fought, there is always one constant, and this has been true since the beginning. Whatever the devil brings against us is based on lies. As Jesus said, confronting the lies of the Pharisees in the first century, listen to where he takes it. He's speaking of the devil. In John eight forty four. he says, He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And those lies are the fiery darts Paul's writing about in Ephesians 6. Those lies are aimed at our hearts and custom-tailored for each of us in our struggles and our trials and our fears. Back then in Isaiah's day, God's people had many enemies. But thanks to the faithless actions of King Hezekiah, a turning point had come and one of those enemies was Babylon. There would be a war. It would be lost. They would be going into captivity. But was this the end? Was all hope lost? Well, the last part of Isaiah demonstrates God's faithfulness to Israel, to his people, to his promise. And although those promises were given in a context for Israel then, they hold true for us today because they concern God's character and his promises for his people. Isaiah has been called the prophet of the gospel. Ray Ortland, I think it was, that said that. 
and especially in that latter part of Isaiah, it so clearly sketches out for us an outline of the true servant that was to come. And because today we're united to that true servant, we're united to Christ, we can hear these promises with confidence. They're for us. Now, in a moment, I'm going to read some of these verses from Isaiah 41, and especially that 10th verse, which was the one we heard Adam write from the corner room singing earlier and helping us commit to memory. But before all that, I just want to preview what's here. There are no less than 12 powerful truth statements, assurances from God. They're like handholds and footholds for us to climb up the slippery walls out of the pit of despair. And these 12 statements counteract the very lies the enemy whispers into our hearts. Now, to articulate these lies, I'm simply going to take the promises from God's Word and invert them. This is the opposite of what we're going to hear, but have you ever felt any of these little fiery darts land home in your heart? Maybe one like this. God hasn't really chosen you. You're not really part of God's people. God isn't paying attention to you. You're off his radar. Your faith is a mirage. God didn't call you. Maybe what you believe is nothing more than your own imagination. Maybe there was a chance at one time that God was interested in you or loved you, but you've messed up so badly. He's rejecting you now. He's already rejected you. And God isn't really with you. He's not even near you. Maybe the God of the Bible is no God at all. Maybe it's all lies. You're so weak, you'll never gain victory. God won't help you. And on and on and on, these kinds of lies go. The devil's creativity and lying gives him endless ammunition, but God's truth is always the antidote to the poison of those lies. And these three verses in Isaiah 41 will refute every single one of them. Listen now to the truth of God's word. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is solid ground for your feet today and just a few of the many great and precious promises in God's word. True today for you in Christ. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon He who testifies to these things Surely I am coming soon Surely I am coming soon Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to
Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris with David Wolin. The program's called Songs to Remember. Another song of promise from Adam Wright's The Corner Room Project. Scripture coming word for word from Revelation 22. And I really appreciate Adam's desire to help the kids in our lives to hide Scripture in their hearts. And all of the songs on his Remember and Proclaim album are word for word Scripture. And the music fits it so well, so well done. My kids and I have really been enjoying listening to these songs, and I'm sure everyone will be surprised, just like I have how quickly the children in your life will remember Scripture after listening to these songs. And David, as you just pointed out, these are the kind of lyrics straight out of Scripture, set to music, that'll stick in a grown-up's mind as well. So, for your gift of any amount to this listener-supported ministry, we want to send you the Corner Room's Remember and Proclaim CD. We've got samples up on our website, haventoday.org. That's where you can make your gift, haventoday.org. Or just give us a call right now. And the number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wolin. Thanks so much for joining us. Come back again tomorrow. when together on Wednesday, we'll share the great story. A story that's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's the season of Lent, a time in the church calendar leading into Easter. And whether you observe Lent or not, it can lead to a worthwhile conversation about the value of fasting. According to Matthew 6, 17 and 18, it was the Lord Jesus who taught us how to fast. He assumed we would. He said, when you fast... Put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. So done for the right reasons and in the right way, fasting is a spiritual practice to cultivate. And when we fast, we're saying we don't live by bread alone. We need God's Word. Grow in your walk with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.